Hey guys, this is Neil Crawford and welcome to another edition of The Inside Scoop. The Inside Scoop is a podcast dedicated to helping parents understand the different soccer pathways available around the world. And the way we do that is we interview parents and coaches in the various cities around the world and learn what it would be like if our child lived and played soccer in that city. So we have a special show lined up for you um, tomorrow, but before that, I wanted to drop a quick tip um, to the parent trainers who are listening, and that's kind of how we do things here. We have some shows where we interview parents from around the world, and then occasionally I'll have a show where I interview a special guest and we talk about their organization, and then occasionally I'll have a show where I just drop um, a tip that I hope will help you help your child get better in soccer. Or in life. Now, if you're not familiar with Anytime Soccer Training, Anytime Soccer Training is a website that we're launching uh, this summer that will house over 1,000 follow along soccer videos, um, over 200 hours of content covering all the major areas of individual skill development. Um, and that's a great way to help your child get better in a way that's a little hands off for the parent. You just have to hit play, but also follows a systematic curriculum. So if you haven't checked out www.anytime-soccer.com, again, that's www.anytime-soccer.com, I encourage you to do so, and you can collect over 50 free ball mastery and juggling videos. Now, that's a great segue into um, the show. Now, I'm working on an ebook which I'm entitling The Five Secrets of Ball Mastery. Actually, there are going to be a lot more secrets, but... I think I'll stick with five for the ebook. And what I'm going to do over the next couple of weeks is I'm going to drop one of those uh, secrets in a podcast um, so you guys can listen and then implement it into, you, into your life. So now let's take a step back, though, because this is the first one where I'm going to introduce a, uh, a secret. So I want to take a step back and really define the parent and the coach that I'm speaking to. So these secrets are really uh, dedicated and really focused um, uh, on the parent trainer. Now, I consider myself a parent trainer, and I'm really trying to speak personally to the other parent trainers who are out there listening. So the logical question becomes, well, well, what's a parent trainer? Well, that sounds obvious, right? You know, it's a parent who works with their child. But um, so that we're all on the same page, I want to take a moment to break down what I consider to be a parent trainer and how I define a parent trainer. Well, the first thing is you can't distinguish a parent trainer by how they look, right? So if I'm looking at 100 parents it's in a, in a room, there's no, there's no way I can tell who the parent trainer is. That's number one. And you really can't tell, for the most part, who a parent trainer is by what they say. Now, a lot of times you can tell a parent trainer if they self-identify as not being a parent trainer, but but the point is uh, many people say a lot of the same stuff, but you know, just by them saying something doesn't make them uh, a parent trainer. Um, I believe that a parent trainer is defined by their belief system and then those actions that they take to support that belief system. Again, a parent trainer is, is defined by, by by what they believe, right? And then and then those actions that they 
do on a daily basis is support those beliefs. That's how I know someone's a parent trainer. And the beliefs that I think all parent trainers, for the most part, share in common are, are a couple. Number one, parent trainers believe in the benefit and the power of deliberate practice. They've seen deliberate practice work in their life and improve their lives. And they've seen deliberate practice work in other people's lives and improve other people's lives. And they don't, it doesn't matter what the person is trying to do. If you're trying to be a painter and you practice painting 15 minutes a day, you're going to be a better painter. If you're a musician and you practice your scales for 15 minutes a day, you're going to be a better musician. And so we're just applying that same concept to youth soccer, but it really doesn't matter what it is. And then another thing that um, parent trainers believe, and this is very important, is as a parent, their child will not reach their full potential in any particular area if they outsource 100% of their development to someone else. Okay, so I said a lot there, but a parent trainer, you know, if you have a pie chart of, you know, deliberate practice and development, the parent trainer believes that they need some percentage of that pie. It may be small, but they need a percentage of it. So let's, let's use school as, as an example, right? So the parent trainer, you know, definitely will probably send their child to school. Some will homeschool, but the majority of us listening will send their child to school. And that's a huge swath of that pie chart, right? And the teachers do a great job and they're delivering content in a way that's appropriate for that child. And it's really, really good. And the parent trainer is not trying to take the place of that teacher. And then some parent trainers, if they have means, will hire a private tutor or a small group tutor. And that tutor will work with that child on their specific needs and try to supplement and enhance what the teacher is doing on a one-on-one -on -one basis or a small group setting. And again, the parent trainer supports that and has no problems with that. But the parent trainer understands that the child will never reach their full potential academically if the only time that child is actually studying is when they're with that teacher or they're with that tutor. The child must also study on their own. But the parent trainer recognizes the dilemma. The child, and no normal child, is going to come home and study on their own consistently enough to reach their full potential when they're really young. This is not a very normal thing. So they need encouragement and they need a system given to them by their parents. And that's where the parent trainer steps in. Now, that same thing applies to youth soccer. My child, for example, plays on a wonderful team. And they do the bulk of his soccer training. And then he goes to a small group clinic, you know, once a week, once every two weeks. And they work specifically on sort of technical type stuff. And that's good. He's still around his friends. And, and one of the reasons we sign him up for that is because, you know, in the States, they don't get enough free play. So, you know, an hour of technical training is not going to kill him. He's around his friends and he plays and he gets some very specific instruction that he's not going to get with the team. But I know, and I think most parent trainers will agree, that if I want my child to reach their potential in soccer, they need to do a little bit on their own. 
And I think most parent trainers understand that they're not going to do that by themselves when they're really, really young. Okay. Now there's another school of thought that says, well, no, just let them play. When they're with you, just be the parent and let them play. Just play 1v1 with them, play around with them, just let enjoy them and let them have fun. Well, the parent trainer, again, going back to point number one, recognizes that there's power in deliberate practice. And so what the parent trainer and what I believe and I think what you believe is if we do it right, if we manage it properly, that we can have fun with our child and enjoy the game of soccer with them, just like we enjoy reading bedtime stories with them. But at the same time, we can also introduce some deliberate practice um, in that whole 24 hours that you're with them. We can we can introduce 20 minutes or 30 minutes of deliberate practice with them that's going to give them you know, more confidence, more skill, and then allow those other folks that we talked about, the teacher or the coach in this case, and the trainer or the tutor in this case, um, to inherit a child who is confident, um, skillful, ready, and all that other stuff that will enhance that child's experience in those areas. And so that's a long way of saying if, you know, parent trainers, and I'm going to be honest with you, we, we get it from all, all sides, right? We're called crazy by the coaches, you know, oh, we had a crazy parent and other parents tell us, you know, we're trying to create the next messy and we're living vicariously through our children. And I'll be honest with you, sometimes even your spouse doesn't understand what you're doing. And then the child, in most cases, if they're really young are not going to understand what you're trying to do initially. And so we're getting it from all sides. And then quite frankly, the advice that we receive on social media and YouTube and all these other so-called experts is, um, is either too general and we can't do anything with it or it's too simplistic and it doesn't really apply to us. It's not actionable. They're not giving us any actionable takeaways or there's some utopia out there that, you know, doesn't apply. And I think there's a need, uh, you know, for some specific actionable um, steps that we as parent trainers um, can receive and give that will help us achieve those goals of helping our child reach their full potential in a way that um, it's positive and not negative. So I, I kind of did a lot of talking there and I hope you were able to follow um, what I'm saying but we as parent trainers, uh, we recognize that there's a dilemma there, right? You know, when our child is really young, uh, you know, we want to help them train. We want to help them get better. We are not willing to outsource 100% of their development to someone else. But we recognize that there is a very difficult and precarious parent-child relationship that we have to navigate properly or we could potentially do more harm than good. And that's why I created Anytime Soccer Training. Not necessarily the videos. The videos are a tool that I hope some of you will use. I created Anytime Soccer Training because I wanted to help you with my experience, help you navigate and avoid some of the mistakes that I made in this journey. So now that we've established um, what the parent trainer believes, they believe in deliberate practice. 
They believe that they're not going to outsource 100% of their child's development to someone else. And they recognize the dilemma between getting the right balance between uh, training and helping their child and doing harm by taking the fun away. But they also don't accept this utopian advice where we just, you know, this could be harsh. I don't want to ir- you know, annoy anyone. You can send me an email. We're not going to just watch them play. If we wanted to just watch them play, we would we would go to a playground. No, we sign them up for competitive sports or we sign them up for sport for a reason so that they can have fun, be fulfilled, and also um, learn some very valuable life lessons along the way. So that's my soapbox on that. And I think I needed to tee it up in that regard because the tips or the secrets I'm going to give you, um, they're not going to be relevant if you if you actually do believe that you can outsource 100 percent of your child's development to someone else and they will reach their full potential. What I'm going to say to you is going to sound crazy. But if you don't believe that, then I think this tip um, may be for you. So the first tip is I like to book in ball mastery or any other training. I like to book in it, book end it, excuse me, um, to my child's regular training. So I like to, I like to book end it. What that means is every, if my, my child typically practices three days a week and he has a game on the weekends. So what I told my son is very early on is, all right, if you have practice, you're going to get ready and you're, gonna, you're ready to roll anyway. So I know you're ready to go play soccer. So the, we're going to arrive at the field or we're going to step out in the yard and we're going to do our own session 15 minutes before training. And if you are not tired or if it's you know summertime and it's still sunny outside, we'll do another 15 minute Again, very light juggling session normally after training. So 15 minutes before you go, 15 minutes after, that gets us another 30 minutes of additional ball master training. And if I'm running late, it may end up just being five minutes or in, you know, it could be 10 minutes, but normally it's some very short amount of time. And, and if you can imagine this, he does the 15 minutes and then maybe we get in the car and we go, he's already fully recovered so he's not, it's not a situation where he gets really tired. It just adds additional touches before he does training. And why, why not do that on his off days? Well, again, really remember, we're trying to preserve his uh, mental side as well as the physical. So mentally, he's already geared up to go practice. He's already geared up to go to the game. So we're going through the exact same routine. I'm just effectively telling him we're starting your practice 15 minutes before the other kids start. So we're training hard and we're training smart. The only thing that may be weird to you, and I'm pretending like I'm talking to my son, is that daddy is delivering this training. Normally, once you get older, either you're going to do it or somebody else will do it uh, with you, some trainer or something. So you know, daddy is delivering this training, but here's my promise to you. These routines are going to be something that you are already familiar with. This is not our time to teach. It's just getting you ball mastery work in really quickly or juggling work in really quickly or cone work, figure eight, 
really quickly and it's not going to be too strenuous as well now i happen to use any time soccer training video to do this um but you can use any resource i mean you don't need you don't need me the product hadn't even been out there yet so you definitely don't need need me to do this but i do recommend that the routines are easy for them to understand you're not really trying to teach them you're just trying to get the reps in and it's a set routine and you can shift the routines around but they're pretty much set routines and we can and my son can get a thousand touches in in those 15 minutes before we hit the field and he is guaranteed for that practice more touches than probably the entire team got um, together and it's the same thing after practice if he's not too tired and we stop by in his you know daylight saving time we stop by a field and do another 15 minutes and you might say, well, man, this guy, you know, well, well, we do the same thing in school. If on the way to school, one of my boys will read on the way to school and then the next one will read on the way to school the next time. And again, they're getting those um, that extra reading in on the way to school. And it's the same principle. So what does all this mean in the, in the long run? Well, I did the math. And if you do 15 minutes, forget about the end of practice. But if you do 15 minutes before practice, uh, you know, three to four days a week in a 10 month season, your child is able to seamlessly get over 40 hours of additional training uh, before you even hit go. And those 40 hours of additional training before you even do anything else, the cumulative impact of that is insurmountable when you start comparing their uh, ability on the ball to their peers, right? And so this has been a huge success for my boys and my family because it's a, a, it gives them an opportunity to get those extra touches in so that they're not necessarily using their off day to do that because I want their off day to be their off day. But I know I need to squeeze in um, some extra touches when they are out there because they just don't get enough free play in America. So to put this in a bow, I love my private trainers. I am a private trainer. But the bottom line is, unless the private trainer is going to, you know, follow you after work and do a 15 minute juggling routine with you um, before your child hits the field, then they will not reach their full potential unless you do it. And oh, by the way, they arrive to the game or they arrive to practice warmed up and ready to roll. So this has been a quick tip uh, from Neil Crawford. Hey, um, if you enjoyed this tip and you and you want to learn more or you want to talk or maybe you want to be on the show, uh, please drop me an email, neil at anytime-soccer.com. I'd love to have you on and get your opinion. Tell me I'm crazy. I don't know. And if you like this information, please share it on Facebook. Please like and uh, subscribe as well. These tips, are, again, are a safe space for the parent trainer because we, you know, we get it. Again, we get it from all angles. But, you know, teaching your child to train smart as well as train hard, asking your child to arrive 10 minutes early, 15 minutes early, to get some extra touches in before the rest of the team arrive, that does not mean that you think or you want your child to be the next messy. All right. That doesn't mean that you're 
stealing the joy away from your child. Don't let anyone tell you that. Okay. And that doesn't mean that, um, that you, you're going to hurt the parent child relationship. And I got news for you. If you're in one of these competitive quote unquote competitive soccer programs and you have a child who does not want to arrive, who refuses to arrive 10 minutes, 15 minutes earlier to work on their craft. All you all need to reevaluate whether competitive soccer is for you because there are just too many ways to enjoy soccer. You didn't have to do this, right? You know, I have a younger one. He may or may not play competitively. It's just too many ways to enjoy soccer. But if you're going to be in these competitive environments, then go ahead and take the extra time to get the competitive advantage, both physically and mentally. So I want to see folks out there arriving 10, 15 minutes uh, before practice and getting some ball mastery in. And I want to see, and I would love for you to share a video of you doing that. And you can send it to Neil at uh, anytime hyphen soccer.com. And then there's one more note. So we're transferring our website to the domain now. Uh, so the website is actually down. Um, so if you want those free ball mastery videos that I mentioned earlier, please send me an email to Neil at, at anytime hyphen soccer.com. Uh, and I'll reply back with those videos. I, I know you're probably thinking this is horrible. If you're a marketing person, why are you going to publish a podcast and your website is down? Because I don't care about this. I, I really care. I'm really passionate about helping parents help their children, right? Yes. I want anytime soccer training to be successful, but at the end of the day, I really want your child to be successful. All right, that's it for me, and I look forward to uh, speaking to you guys later, and let's get better together.